0: Hey y'all, welcome back. Jeremy Stalker here, Bradley Greason, and our deer season's over. Um, it is. It's a sad day. I know. January second is usually the worst day of the year for me. Yeah. What what is today? Today's the third. No, today is the second. <laughs> I know. Golly. It was a good year though for me.
1: It was a good year. Didn't hunt a whole lot the last month and a half of the season, but it was still. Good year in a lot of ways, and we'll get into that. Yeah, I was. I'm. I'm really excited going into next year.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too for sure. Or this year, I guess. Yeah, it's this <laughs> year. Holy cow, that's crazy to think about. Well, today we're going to kind of talk, talk, talk. Blah, 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 blah. Let me get this out. Today we are going to talk about <laughs> basically like kind of sum up our seasons from this past fall and everything, and kind of tell you the things that we learned kind of things that we can take away from it to add for next year which next mm-hmm. year starts today yeah <laughs> um, as where, far and i mean next season starts today where we go from here but uh let's uh let's let's pray real quick start us out dear god just thank you for today thank you for this podcast lord i just want to pray lord that any ears that need to hear this lord that you uh lead them to this podcast and so that they can hopefully learn about you mostly and also maybe learn a little bit about hunting and fishing and the outdoors and we just love you lord thank you for being here with us tonight god your name i pray amen amen all right well um yeah get into camp checks yeah what you got anything good so Actually, so since the last podcast we did with with Matt, um, I had a new buck show up, and what's crazy is it actually was a deer that I had show up mid December last year, and he was a small basket rack ten pointer last year, like a maybe a two year old last year, definitely a two year old last year, and he had an acorn on one of his horns, you know. Not an actual acorn but Just that's a right. big old knob Yeah And Anyways um, I actually found Both sets Or his set Of sheds From this past year I found last spring And uh, Anyways He showed back up This year Hadn't seen him At all All year Not one time And all of a sudden I checked my camera And I was like Dang that's a Really nice ten pointer And I got to looking at it and got to looking at those sheds. And I was like, it's the same deer. He doesn't have an acorn this year, but it's, I mean, it's him. Yeah. Like, you know, from what me and you talked about it and everything, I mean, it's him 100%. But he only showed up like four, no, probably like five times, I think. He showed up like three nights in a row, one time during daylight. Obviously, I wasn't hunting. But um, it was all over like Christmas right in that time. So it was kind of hard to get out there and hunt and all that stuff but and then this past week we've been in the 70s yeah been terrible yeah the temperatures have been crazy so he showed up one time this past week uh in like eight o'clock but at night but but besides that um i haven't really got any other new books i don't think but my basket rack eight pointer He's staying around the five pointer He made it I know for a fact And the bass crack eight pointer They were on camera last night So they made it Um, And for y'all that don't know Our season ends January 1st So yesterday was our official last day Of the 2021 deer season And yeah I mean the seven pointer That wide seven I haven't seen him in a couple days But I moved some cameras around So he might be on some of the other ones to go check those probably next weekend, I'm gonna leave them up, see if I can get a see what made it and all yeah. that stuff. It's what about you?
1: Uh, honestly, I haven't I checked the only camera I've really checked is the one that was on that scrape. I checked it yesterday when me and my wife were hunting, mm-hmm. um, and The big six was all over which is not really a big six he's just a big basket six but he's bigger than my other basket six (laughs) so i call him the big six Um, but he was all over that scrape no one really hitting the scrape he just was walking down through there probably like five times over the last week and a half but all in the middle of the night and other than that i I was going to check the other camera over the corn yesterday but I didn't grab it because it was windy and raining, so we were walking out of the woods. Yeah. So I got to check that this week. But as far as I know, that six has made it, unless he yeah, you know, what a day or something yeah. to make it. Yeah. So, but I'll confirm that. Hopefully, this I'm going to go this week. But i got two bags of corn left. I'm going to just put them out there and yeah, run the camera, and then, then I'm going to start moving stuff around over the yeah. next two weeks. Still, I'm going to try and keep my cameras out until the antlers start falling off, at least. Yeah. Probably even even I might just try and run them all year only got at least one, two, one of them all year do a mineral yeah. site
0: i'm gonna i'll run cameras all year but yeah. it won't be all seven yeah like I'll, i'm gonna take down my cell cameras yeah. i think and just run a few yeah, other well, cameras and just like I'm on trails be. and yeah. mineral sites and just kind of you know go check them like once a month or something yeah. like that i'll leave that one up over the scrape because i always tend to get really good deer over that scrape in
1: february yeah, <laughs> so, yeah that's where that one bug yeah, showed up. and so and then and once we get a mineral site going, I'll put my other camera over that, just to see. Yeah.
0: So. Cool deal. Cool deal. Well, since it's been in the seventies all this past week, I went fishing. Yeah, I wouldn't do <laughs> fishing. I was like, I would much rather be on the water rather than sitting in deer stand sweating. Yeah. Well, we went hunting we went. one day this week and sweated. Yeah. A lot.
1: Did a lot of walking. Yeah,
0: but. It wasn't that great of a hunt? It was terrible. We seen two deer hmm Yeah, but anyways, I went fishing this past week, so I'm gonna kind of touch on that real quick. So the water temps were basically like mid 50s, um, anywhere from like 54 to 57, 58. It touched yesterday a couple times. Um, Wednesday, I think we caught eight me and my buddy seth went and we caught eight um missed a few lost a few nothing big um caught him cranking uh he caught hit all his i believe on a ned rig and then yesterday i went by myself and it was really windy blowing hard out of the south is front that we have yeah. today it was moving in and anyways in the morning it was a little rough um, I had like two fish pull off and I caught like one fish on a jerk bait. And then around 12 o'clock, it started turning around. The wind really picked up. Right yeah. then, and I was like, okay, hopefully these fish are really starting to set up how I need them to. And they were, I was able to hit some corners and stuff like that. The wind was pushing around that were close to deep water. That, that was a key thing. Yeah. Corners close to deep water. With the channel swing on them and stuff like that. Not necessarily a point. Yeah, I do. um, More like a corner of like a pocket or something like that. A corner of a pocket with the wind blowing right around it. it. Yeah. And I caught most of them cranking. And then I did catch one, the biggest. I caught a 403 um, right before I left, actually. I caught it on some riprap um on the corner of some riprap where the wind was pushing. And so it's the same thing. Yeah. Just, just on riprap yeah. instead of <clears throat> like rocky corners. That was another thing. Rocky corners. Yeah. Had to be hard. Hard corners. Which when you have deep water really close by most time it is pretty rocky and, and stuff. But anyways, I was throwing a Fritz seven, um just you know, in like five, six foot of water is what I was trying to, to really hit because it was it was digging pretty good on the bottom and when they'd hit it they they wanted it I after know. after the morning yeah because in the morning i lost one dude. i lost three fish yesterday that kind of hurt i lost one that i knew was a pretty good one not sure how big i didn't get to see it i did catch a catfish that was okay. fun i thought i'd unhooked a giant because i hooked it in the belly it was oh, like my. a five pound channel it was a big old channel but, anyways, yeah, I caught a perch. That was my first fish of twenty twenty two. Was a my perch on a Ned rig. that's Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was good. But now, um, fishing is going to slow down a little bit for me just because it's going to be so cold coming up. I mean, it's supposed to snow tomorrow. Yeah, after like what the flip? Seventy degrees. It was seventy six yesterday. Mm-hmm. Seventy six, and we're, it's supposed to snow tomorrow. It's North Carolina crazy my fishing might pick up a little bit
1: january and february is when i usually try to get out there and target some catfish
0: yeah I'm never get at it but that's when i try well i'm gonna try to i'm next weekend we're going to high rock i'm gonna try to uh catch some catfish and some crappy it's supposed to be really cold next weekend yeah so hopefully that won't hurt them too bad but just because of the change you know what yeah. i'm saying um but yeah so our season's over for this past year, um, I mean, I thought I had a great season. I mean i didn't I didn't exactly fulfill all my goals, per se, um, but I did fill a whole lot of other goals that I didn't really have set. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Because I learned a lot this yeah, year, the a same whole way. lot. <laughs> but you know, uh, I killed two does. I killed that buck. I killed a doe. The second to last day was um, my last day of hunting. What was that Friday? Right. Yeah, I killed a doe. Um, Berkeley killed two bucks this year. You know, and that was probably the highlight of my season. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, him killing his first deer and then killing another one. So that was that was like a quick summary of my actual killings of the season you know what i'm saying yeah. in my harvest what about you well i only killed one deer yeah but i learned a lot this
1: year um my goal every year for my 20 acres is to kill one good buck um Jaden killed a buck and his wife killed a buck back there um a smaller deer um but it, my goal was i killed that buck november 12th or thir- 12th and that was my that was my goal for killing wise my other goal was to really try and figure out what the deer were doing, and I, I think I got a really good idea going into this season, this coming up season, as to how I'm going to set up, and I think be a lot more effective. And I'll get into more of, I'm going to yeah. have, you know, trying just to really get on deer earlier, because that's the sweet point back in my woods. If if I don't get on a deer before middle of November, they tend to disappear. Yeah. So. And, and I've got some really good ideas of how to do that.
0: Yeah, and today we want to kind of touch on the this next season, like what we're going to do. But we're not going to get into super in-depth because that's going to be a whole other podcast. We got, yeah. We're going to have Matt on here soon, very soon. And he's going to talk about kind of that kind of stuff. And me and Bradley will be able to then – i would say questions yeah ask questions because that's the other thing is we don't we're we're not a hundred percent on exactly what we we want to do i know i need to
1: do some things but i'm not sure what exactly i need to or can do yeah exactly exactly
0: well what was your favorite hunt from this past year so i'd have to say
1: i got two of them and it was the first wednesday of muzzle season when me and jaden sat and we saw 16 deer yeah Um, that was just an epic morning. You I, you don't go out behind the house and see that many deer in a hunt very often. I mean, it's just a wooded block. and I mean, it's one thing to go sit over a cornfield and see 16, 20 yeah. deer. But when you're hunting a block of woods, you know, five to six deer is a lot of deer. Yeah. And so when we saw 16 one morning, I was like, daggum. And that, mm-hmm. it was fun. I mean, from the moment it got daylight to 10 o'clock, we had to run out of the woods almost so we didn't spook any deer. Yeah. And so that was awesome. And then the hunt that I killed my deer is probably going to be one of the most memorable times killing a deer just because of how it all went down and oh yeah and you know kind of spotting and stalking almost on it yeah so that, that i was wish i could pretty, have been there for that yeah. i'm not gonna lie it was fun that was i don't think that'll ever happen again it might but no just say that not um, like exactly like that where you know well, you yeah. just see a deer and it just everything had to work out perfect and everything worked out absolutely yeah because right. there were so many variables that could have gone wrong so so quick you shot out open sites too didn't yeah you?
0: open sites 40 yards away yeah, that's last what's day up. of muzzleloader season. <laughs> uh, um, my favorites. Um, my favorite hunt was open day rifle. Um, that morning, I got up and went by myself, <coughs> and we had had a cold front push through, and I seen. Mm, well, I seen. Let's see. Two deer ran across the field right before light. Then two more deal deer deal. I can't talk tonight Two more deer ran across the field I'm not sure if it was bucks chasing does or what That's what I think it was mm-hmm. But two more ran across right after light in, Or legal light So it was still pretty dark out you know. <clears throat> and then I had four bucks in the field 20 minutes later Just acting stupid Yeah. So there was definitely a hot doe close by And then I killed my buck that day uh, my longest shot with a rifle. Yeah, you know, I was I was pretty pumped about that. Yeah, um, awesome. And then that same day, that afternoon, I took Berkeley for to try to get his first deer, and he did. We sat for like twenty minutes, and he killed it. So that was just awesome, you know. And seeing him do that um, was just, you know, that was definitely again a day I'll never forget. Yeah. You know. Um, I also, I mean, I had some really good hunts. Um, opening day, a muzzleloader. I seen, like, I don't even remember. I seen several different bucks. Seen mm-hmm. buck work scrapes. Seen bucks running the buck in. Uh, just, that day was a, just a really good hunt um, without even killing anything. And then, Berkeley shooting a second deer when he was with his pawpaw, my dad. That was an epic day. Yeah. You know, just for just emotion. You know, mm-hmm. high emotions that day. Um, I mean, there was I had several just good days. Yeah. Of sitting in a tree, you know.
1: Yeah, I had a lot of early bow season in October, mid October. I had we had some good bow hunts. Like you were with me one day, and we saw yep. eight, nine deer, mm-hmm. a couple good bucks. Yep. You know, and, and just I had a bunch of days like that. Yeah. So that was. It was all around good. I mean, opening day of bow season was pretty epic, too. I mean, had six deer come in, two, three bucks. And, yeah. I mean, so just just having encounters like that. I mean, that one oh, six-pointer yeah. that I keep saying is my big six, I saw him four times this year. Yeah. And you've me. had him on camera and
0: since? Since two, day, two weeks before open, opener. So you had him velvet all the way through. Yeah. And he made it and the whole way. Yeah.
1: So I'm hoping if he sticks around, I mean, I, I would have no reason. I don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, he's pretty much yeah. living on my side of the creek. Not necessarily just in my woods, but he's living on my side of the creek. I'm pretty sure of. So will I'm hoping, he be
0: a target buck? You think next? I year? think so. Yeah. He was
1: two and a half this year, so I'd put him at three and a half. I mean, yeah. And I'm a three and a half old shooter right now. That's what. I'm, yeah. That's my goal for most part. Um, so really, I mean, if he comes back and he looks exactly like he did this year, I'm gonna be like, okay, we're gonna try and give you another year. But yeah, I have a feeling he's gonna be a little bigger. I don't yeah. know if I'll be able to tell what he is next year because if he's, a, you know, you never know from two to three what they're gonna do. Yeah. So I'm hoping that I can. I've got a ton you, of pictures of him saved, so I can. Yeah. You know, I've got some things on his antlers, the characteristics that I'm like. Even if he turns into an eight pointer or whatever, I might be able to identify him. Do you
0: think? There. Do you hope that he stays mm-hmm. a six pointer? I
1: kind of do. I, I hope he's a big I six. Would. I love big <laughs> sixes, dude. I love <laughs> Me it. Too. That one I got hanging on the wall over there is just basically that big six mm-hmm. with that seven, oh, seventh seventh grade point.
0: I do actually have another buck that I know made it. Um, he's not. That big, I don't even know if he's two to be honest with you he's got a decent little rack on him, decent little basket rack, I think he's a seven pointer, but his right side he's got like a probably like a four inch long yeah brow uh, brow tie just on one side, and he made it. He was on camera last night too, yeah. so you know i'm I'm just curious to see what he's going to yeah. be next year. I don't really know for say that he'd be one that I'd go after next year, but you know. I, yeah, just, I, just yeah. I hope running. he comes back around next year, yep. just so I can see what I he have does. Some more history start. with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So,
1: what are your what's some takeaways this year? Give me three takeaways, or how many okay. other takeaways
0: from,
1: you know, really yeah. just on the hunting end. what? What are you taking away going into this next season?
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I would say number yeah. one. <laughs> What I learned this year is that I know so much less than what I thought I did. And I wasn't, and I'm not saying that as saying that I thought I knew a whole lot because I know that I don't, but I thought, I guess I knew more than what I did. And just like talking with all the people that we've Mm -hmm. talked to to on the podcast and all that stuff, and not to mention just the stuff that, i learned this year really humbled me i guess per se and but it made me so much more excited about keep, all yeah to, to keep, keep learning, learning and all that stuff um that'd be number one number two i would say habitat is key yeah i learned that this year habitat means a lot yeah i
1: real quick i learned yeah. a lot with the habitat that so i never understood why the deer would just up and leave my yeah. property after the rut i'm like it just doesn't make sense to me in my head why are they doing this you mm-hmm. know i have, I got like, does yeah, yeah i got all the i got plenty of does after and it, after talking to matt that first time and yeah. you know a couple of yeah. it's i don't have the habitat for to sustain deer i mean I, this since december i mean since i killed my buck i've had i mean i've had six different bucks seven different bucks on camera maybe even more than that but you know, they're just passer throughers here and there, and they'll come back every once a week. And that's why I'm, and I, that's one reason why I'm not seeing these deer through de- December because I ain't got the habitat. Yeah, for.
0: exactly. And that's where a lot of my number one and number two really came from after talking with Matt. Yeah. Because that was what, October?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Beginning of October.
0: Yeah, somewhere around maybe mid Maybe mid October, maybe somewhere in there. And that's when I was just like, holy cow. Like, And I can't wait to talk with him some more because, yeah. which, like I said, I've been talking with him, and he's going to be on here again soon. So y'all be ready for that one coming up here in the next few weeks for sure. Because um, I know y'all learned a lot yeah. too. <laughs> um, but my number three is, uh, I guess I'm just getting better at strategizing strategizing on patterning. Uh, patterning Patter I cannot talk tonight. Patterning? Yeah. That's a hard word to say. <laughs> that is. Let's 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 try this again. All right. I've gotten better this year at figuring out a book. I just threw those big words <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> um at trying to figure out a book and, and stuff like that on, you know and trying to do like a no, I didn't make it happen this year, but I also wasn't able to hunt as like much as I wanted path. to because I was starting that new job and everything. So there were days that I was like, I bet today I could get on that deer." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't able to go hunting. And so, you know, I feel like I learned a lot and got better. Not saying I know <laughs> everything about it or saying that I'd be, yeah, I can do that every year. But i did that was one of my takeaways is that i felt like i did get better at starting to figure them out on my property which again it's only my second year on this property so i'm still learning this property and all that stuff and i still have a lot more to learn about this property but that that was probably my my top three what about you what are your top three so i learned a lot this year about how the deer are
1: moving Mm -hmm. through my property and how they're using my property um Travel patterns through the property. What, what, you know, on the 20 acres, I could, I've kind of broken it up into two sections, you know, the, the top side where the acorn flat, which I've already broken it up in mm-hmm. this, but the acorn flat area, then down you got the creek bottom. And, you know, I thought going into this year, I knew exactly how they were going to move. And I was like, that's why I set my blind up early season. I was like, this is going to be the kill spot. Well, I, looking back on it, I was off on where I needed to mm-hmm. be. And now I think. And it could cha- change. It's going to change. But you did make a change. I did halfway through the season. And but it, at that point, I think yeah, it was too late. It was a little late, and yep. So I think I know a lot better how they're using the little pine thicket that's on the right side, and how they're using. I know I can pinpoint bedding areas a little bit better now. Um, so I, I learned a lot in that sense. Um, and after I killed my deer, I didn't hunt a whole lot. But the few times that I did hunt, I really I hunted different stands, different areas, trying to figure out okay, what are they? What am I seeing here? And, and tried yeah. to. To use that for next year. That's yeah, all more of doing. like observation. Yeah. yeah. And so that was one big takeaway. And I know there's a lot more I can learn on this 20 acres. And I'm going to hopefully keep breaking it down. That's the fun part. That's one yeah. reason why I got so into deer season this year was because like the whole year I was just trying to figure out. Like I had a buck, my target buck, the the big eight pointer that I was after. You know, I wanted to, to kill him. And so the whole year I was just trying to strategize how, what is he doing, why is he doing it. Yeah. And he just, he never showed up consistently enough for me to really mm-hmm. make it happen on him. Um, but I did learn a lot, and I think going into next year, I've got a pretty good game plan of where I need to be set up for the first month of the season to make it happen. And then also I realized that, you know, back to the habitat thing, my property's not going to hold deer right the way it is right now. It's not going to hold. it. You know, I could get lucky every once in a year and have every once in a while and have a mature buck stick around through December, um, but for the most part, after the rut, my my deer aren't gonna hold they're not i'm not gonna hold as many deer um and i learned that lack of food yeah lack of food and and maybe even cover some um because once the leaves fall off and so that that was one thing i learned that my habitat was lacking and i need to do something about that and those Mm -hmm. are my two main takeaways um and then also just the the way i this is kind of going to go into the next one too but yeah the way i hunted it this year was not as smart as i could have hunted it um you get so i personally get so gung-ho going into deer season i'm like all right i'm gonna definitely you know the first couple of weeks of the season when i have a ton of bucks showing up ones i want to shoot i'm like all right i'm gonna try and make it happen and i get in there a lot and i'll hunt questionable wins or i'll do do things that aren't quite smart and i realize that i'm not going to be able to do that if i'm going to make it happen on these deer yeah
0: which it's hard when you have a small piece of yeah, land it is because you want to go hunt and see with me it's it's easier Mm. because i have several setups all across the property so you know if the wind's not right here and i'm i'm really itching to go i can go sit yeah maybe a stand that i don't really think that he's going to show up but a stand that i can go sit without blowing it out
1: yeah and that and the thing like we've talked about this a lot in the past that. It's hard on it's hard to do that on small acres, but it's more important that you be smart on those small pieces. Definitely, I've realized a lot too that there's a lot of people that hunt around me, which I already knew that. Yeah. Um, but like my neighbor that plants food plots, I don't think he hunted a whole lot this year. He may have. I just didn't see him. Like usually, I'll be hunting out there and I'll hear him come down and hunt hunting that one field. And mm-hmm. I didn't hear him. I don't think I heard him one time this year, but. Um, even without him hunting a whole bunch down there there was people all around me just about every time during gun season so that makes it even harder because now i'm fighting me wanting to hunt plus the four other guys that are yeah. hunting as well
0: well what are what are three changes for next year like you said it kind of that kind of ties in together but what do, what would you what are three things that you would change like top three things that you would change
1: i want to try and find a way to keep the around through december uh, mm-hmm whatever that looks like I'm, and there may not be it may not be as possible um but I know there are some things I can do that will help and that's going to be one of my main goals um going in is to just figure out or you know really when we talk to Matt next I want to ask him you know what can I do to help my property through through the later months um because obviously it's a wooded block so I can't really just clear out 10 acres and plant a food pot because it ain't mine it's you know it's my neighbors that he lets me hunt and so but there, I'm sure there's something I can do that will help. Whether I don't know what, it, I have no idea. Honestly, we'll talk to Matt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one thing there. And then uh, also, like I said, hunt smarter, be patient. Um, really, key in on the on the good days. Um, I've I found out this year that that eight pointer that I was hunting was using. He was walking through my woods just about every time there was a straight west wind uh, or a southwest wind. Or north, anything westerly wind is when I was getting that deer, yeah, on camera. And so, being smart, I'm gonna one try and figure out a way to hunt those westerly winds and not blow things out. That was my problem. Is I knew that going into the, going, you know, about two weeks into the season, I knew that's what he was using. And so I started hunting these winds and where my setup was it was very very questionable. And so I would go down in the woods having a wind, and when I'm walking to the woods on, a, say, a northwest wind or, yeah. Uh, any kind of westerly wind almost you know i'm blowing scent right over the creek right over some bedding areas and so i I would think i was blowing that deer out every time i walked in the woods if he was there yeah before then you wouldn't even know that and then just make it a year-round effort usually my mindset is you know i I get out of deer hunting come january you know first couple weeks in january i'm still in deer hunting but by february my mind's shifted i'm into fishing i'm into you know, whatever it may be, but this year I'm—I really want to make it like be in it. Like, let's—I'm gonna start working tomorrow, or you know, whatever. You know, in the next week to start doing some things to help out and try and keep that in my in my head all year, as opposed to just all right, let's jump in at September 11th, let's go at it. Yeah, not
0: deal. for sure, and that's that's one of mine too. Is you know, starting next season now. You know, that's something that I haven't yeah. really done in the past. You know, normally it's the same thing for me. You know, I'm checked out, you know, and I'm I'm ready to start fishing and all that stuff. But I'd say the average
1: outdoorsman probably is, you know, you go through four months of deer season, January hits and you're like, All right, on to the next thing or jump in t- the t- boat or
0: like, you know, I in the past I've gotten burnt out. Yeah. Because I've hunted so hard Mm -hmm. and so much that I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this to be over with. Yeah. I'm ready to move on to the next next season. You know, next season of outdoorsman. Yeah. (laughs) Not next year season. Yeah. Turkey hunting or whatever it is. But um
1: I think too on that note, you know, when you start hunting in a way that it makes you more of a successful hunter being patient not hunting all the time yeah you know you don't get burnt out and you by the time it season ends even if you haven't if you have killed a deer or haven't killed a deer you're like all right i'm still in this I, i'm gonna try and make this better for next year because you didn't burn yourself out on it yeah and i learned that a lot this year i didn't hunt half as much i mean i hunted you know 15 times from the opener till i killed my deer and then other than that you know i've hunted and you know in years past i've hunted 30 times up to that point <laughs> yeah yeah so it's just
0: well it was I, I really, like, learned that part of it last year. Mm-hmm. Last year, I did really well with that. Um, and so, it, it folded into this year. Yeah. And I was able to be pretty patient. I honestly didn't get to hunt as much as I would have liked to, per se. Not as far as, I mean, like, just going to get and to go sit. Because, like I said, I started that new job right at the end of October. And if... Dude, I'm telling you, if I wouldn't have started that new job, I would have killed that yeah. 140s buck. He killed it that day that he was in your 3 three thirty. I would you were have headed to the stand. Yeah, that I would late. have. That was one of the days that I was that I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, I would have. I would have done killed that deer." I went hunting that evening. I only had like an hour left, but he was already he had already been there. Yeah. But anyways, um, two or number one for my changes for next year, food plots, basically habitat, yeah. <laughs> you know, food and habitat is things that I want to work on and change from this past year. I haven't done food plots in the past, so I'm excited about this upcoming year. And I've already been, my mind's been in that for the last mm-hmm. probably three weeks, honestly. Like I've been saying to you, I'm I'm almost excited for deer season to yeah, end to like so I can get start for next year. Stuff. And then, uh, more setups. I, um, I have quite a, I mean, I have what, like four setups, but I want like six or eight next yeah. year. I, I just, I want to be able to, if I think I can go in there and kill a deer that I'm after, I want to have a setup on whether it's the food plot, the whatever, I want to have a setup. and. Yeah. All that, which you know, I got my climber too, so I can do that. Which that's one thing I didn't use a whole lot because I was pretty pushed for time. For time yeah, a lot of times.
1: That was one thing I was going to bring up with the more setups. Like, that's another thing I want to look into in my woods is try and find some areas that I can go sit when I want to go hunt and I, I don't want to, you know, whether it be sitting closer to the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. But one of my main things is I want to figure out a way I can hunt mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, And I know it's only 20 acres, but there's been a lot of times where I'm like, well, if I was just in this spot right here, I feel like I'd have a better chance. Even like 50 yards over. And, but I can't, I mean, I tried using a climber this year. It wasn't the most effective. I could only get about six feet up in the tree. (laughs) And so that wasn't going to work. And so I'm trying to figure out a way I can hunt from the ground successfully, whether, you know, maybe buy a ghillie suit or or whatever it may be. That's one thing I'm going to try and work on this year because also I'm going to try nothing but bow hunt my property Um, Mm -hmm. just because it's. With it being small and with when when gun season comes in and everybody's around me shooting guns, you know, I want my little 20 acres to be, they have not heard a gunshot right here at this corn pile, I'm going to keep going to it. You know, that type of mindset. Kind of like Carson, of course, yeah. said on the last one. you know, he said he's got that one property they only bow hunt and they see deer a lot um, at that property because of it. And so that's what I want to try and do is just mainly bow hunt behind the house. You know, if Kelly wants to go out there with a gun, I'm not going to say no, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to have my bow. And I want to have some sort of mobile ground set up that I can do that with. So that's one thing I've got to try
0: and figure out in this off season. Yeah, I think I think for sure that'll, that'll be very beneficial to you, honestly. Yeah. Just because of the amount of hunters come gun season. Yeah. Bow that, season's easy back here.
1: Nobody around me bow hunt. Yeah. Gun season, everybody's in the woods. You know, we got... 80 acres on my side of the creek, and I'm pretty sure
0: there's four people hunting it. Yeah. Well, so goals for the podcast. These are kind of some stuff that me and Bradley have talked about together. Um, you know, we want to do more teaching on the podcast. To you, you know, need to learn more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But <laughs> for that you know, to
1: happen. But yeah, I'm with you.
0: Well that, and have other have people on here yeah, people know more people on here some... and stuff like that that can help educate people because that's one of the main things that we want this podcast to be about is to help educate people on you know we want to make it to where you feel like when you go sit wherever you hunt that you got a good shot yeah you know at, at, at killing your Target deer or killing a deer. Period.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's one reason why I I listen to podcasts. I've been listening to Levi Morgan's and Andy Morgan's podcast a bunch the last week, just because I've I've really gotten into my bow lately. Got that new bow, and I'm getting it tuned and everything. And I've been listening to try and figure out you know tuning methods and and how to prepare for deer season and and bow hunting. And so that's I mean that's what I listen to podcasts for is to learn. Yeah. So that's where we want to go. You know, we want to keep that. And I think we've had a lot of good and valuable information over the last this past deer season and I'll oh, continue yeah. that definitely and not just with deer hunting too I think oh, I think we yeah, have a lot yeah. to offer too and, and and we can find some information on fishing and Absolutely. although you know like when it comes to catfishing, fishing like I would love to do a podcast on that but me personally I'm not a great cat fishman. i love to do it yeah. but I think we could have some people on here that help in, in, in those areas turkey hunting shed hunting get mad yeah. with some shed hunting because he loves
0: that but just stuff like that Um, and then we have we want to obviously you know grow the podcast more be able to reach more people and you know within that um you know our main goal within that goal is to help lead people to to christ oh yeah you know to lead more people to christ and or to just help people grow their relationship with god too Mm -hmm. is that's why we started this exactly that
1: was the whole point i mean obviously we the the first thing we said when we started it was hey let's just start a podcast and then literally like hours after that first comment I was like let's incorporate Jesus in this and let's let's do it that route because that's, yep. i know uh in my personal life having having the podcast and and being able to sit down and really think about our Jesus topic of the week mm-hmm. or whatever it may be it's, it's grown me in my faith and having you know iron sharpens iron and having to sit down with people and and just listening to things like that. It helps me a lot. So that's, that's our main goal here is to really go Mm -hmm. in that and just help people's relationships and with Jesus.
0: Yeah. And and the same, same for me too. Uh, My relationship has grown just from being able to do this. Um, But also we also want to bring more people into the outdoors and, you know, educate them about the outdoors kind of ties into the first couple of them. But you know, we want to, we want the outdoors to keep growing. Okay. We want, you know, because there's, there's a lot of people that are in the outdoors, but at the same time, there's more people that not. aren't in one, the
1: outdoors. One thing I've noticed over the last couple of weeks driving around and which, I mean, I work in new construction all the time and I think we had maybe mentioned this before, but like the new construction that's just going up ev- absolutely everywhere. Um, and the reason I started thinking about all of this is because me and my wife, we had been talking about, you know, maybe buying some land somewhere and selling our house and living in a camper and then eventually building on this land. And I was just like, dang, every piece of land you drive by is just getting sold and turned into developments. And I'm just like, I just want to have, I mean, I know it's going to continue to be that way because it's, you know, we're growing as a population and you got to have places for these people to live. But I just... I think as the outdoor industry grow, if it grows and people are more, you know, they're going to be more apt to like, whether it be federal land, you know, federal coming in and saying, Hey, well, this is, you know, going to be wildlife management area or whatever it may be. I think that just, that's just been on my mind a lot over the last few weeks, just as I've driven by looking for 10 acre pieces of property. that <laughs> yeah. wife buy, I'm just like, there ain't nothing left. It's all no. we go gone by the time no. I'm 40. <laughs> There's
0: so many properties that I've seen that, you know, used to be farmland yeah. and now it's housing development, yeah. you know, and stuff. And it's, I mean, it, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I know that's a little not
1: us, uh, kind of not quite on the same topic of getting yeah, people in yeah. the outdoor industry, but it's just like the more people you get in the outdoor industry, I think the more that that land is going to be conserved. Yeah, there um, you for, go. For for future hunting and fishing and just seeing farmland, you know, I, I love driving in open country farmland. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: also, we I um, haven't really talked about this yet on here, but we have another piece of property that we are going to get to incorporate and learn on uh, next year. Um, It's a property that we've talked about on here, but we haven't talked about us being it yet. So Sammy's, which is where me and my dad have been hunting for the last 15 years, maybe something like that. A long time. We've been there for a long time. And, so I talked to dad about it because I've kind of let dad just kind of hunt there for the last two years since I've gained this other property and all that stuff because it's a, like a 30-acre piece. But I've talked to dad and, you know, dad's super pumped about it too. He's excited to help us and all that stuff and and learn and all that. But we're me and Bradley are going to basically take that property like it's a brand new piece that we've never stepped foot on and that's something that i'm super excited about yeah
1: we talked about doing that like we've been talking about trying to get a piece of property for next season and then you just come up with that like hey let's just you know yeah let's do it at sammy's i think it's gonna be awesome i'm excited for it just to really try and break down a new piece it's not necessarily new you know yeah we've walked it a a ton of times back in the day but i had not hunted it really in a long long time i haven't
0: hunted it in a couple years (laughs) <laughs> but it'll be fun to see what's going yeah. on there.
1: Really take some of the knowledge that we've learned this year exactly. and try and make it better, put it, put it to use. Yeah, I think it'll come up with some good content too as as we're breaking down it and, and you know, telling what we learn.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, also, another goal that I don't really have wrote down. Mouse. Yeah, that was a mouse. <laughs> Where's your cat?
1: I don't know. She's under the bed over there. <laughs>
0: but anyways so So mouse just ran through my house (laughs) yeah that was kind of crazy i caught it out of the corner of my eye but another goal that me and Bradley have been talking about is starting a youtube channel um and not not like your typical hunting youtube channel hunting and fishing youtube channel it's not going to be like that it's more going to be like a where we can talk about this informational stuff But then put it into a video as far as like when we're out on our property. Yeah, Mm -hmm. doing stuff or, you know, I'm fishing, Riley's fishing, whatever. We can talk about like just ways to help people. That's the main goal of the YouTube is to be able to really put a visual on it for people of what we're talking about. Yeah i guess would probably be the best way to explain it wouldn't
1: yeah i think so yeah just just really being out like little short videos of like, yeah hey we're out here clear cutting timber this is what we're doing while we're doing it and and what the purpose of this is and stuff like that you know same thing yeah. with fishing you know you're out there fishing and you're like this is january i'm out here trying to catch bass mm-hmm. and this is what i'm doing today and you know how, how i'm catching them and what i'm using them stuff yeah. like that yeah or not what's really not working yeah exactly i feel like my, a lot of <laughs> my fishing
0: trips end up that way
1: too but just to add something because like you can sit here and talk about it all day long and you can he, you know i know it, i can hear people uh, like for instance listening to levi morgan talk about bow tuning mm-hmm. on the podcast last week well first thing i did was went to his youtube channel to mm-hmm. look up some of those tips and do exactly how he was see how he was doing it as mm-hmm. opposed to just him talking about it and kind of like just just like a visual way like yeah. you said
0: well i'm a visual person mm-hmm. i'm always have been so like I love listening to podcasts, podcast and what's crazy is like I like to listen to them while I'm driving and so I'll take them be have a whole visual of what I, I picture exactly what they're talking about yeah. so if I could have a YouTube you know of them doing it I would, it would just help me I think yeah. more and I feel like it would help others too so yeah. that's why that's one of the reasons why we've kind of talked about that so We talked about, like, our goals as a podcast. What do you have for a personal goal? Like, several goals for yourself in -hmm. in the outdoors. outdoors. Yeah. So,
1: one, this is not pertaining to deer season because deer season's over now. So, my brain has been, it kind of, it's switched to my bow. Mm -hmm. Um and one thing I want to, my goal for this year is not necessarily, you know, I've killed a, a nice buck with my bow. Um, I would love to continue to kill nice, but I have not killed a buck with my bow in a very long time. Um, but my goal was to become a better archer in a sense of just like, like I was telling you the other day, like Levi Morgan says, like, you know, if, if an animal comes within a hundred yards and he's out there in the woods, he knows that animal's going to die. Like that's how his confidence is because, yeah. he, you know, with his, his bow set up and the way he's tuned in, he's shot and he just feels confident. I want to have that type of confidence going into this next deer season with my bow, um, just because I mean I, I've always loved archery and loved from forty yards. Yeah, <laughs> from forty yards. I'm not I'm not sticking a deer at hundred. <laughs> um, but I've, I've always loved archery and the I don't know just
0: yeah
1: everything that goes with it and like trying to you know getting a bow and tuning it and just trying to make everything just shoot perfectly and fly perfectly and then so that that's one of my goals for is to just really stay you know keep shooting my bow all year long um keep practicing and get to uh and then also i'm gonna try and get into you know when we talked with Carson, I'd ask asking about those 3d tournaments at buttermilk i'm gonna try mm-hmm. and do some of those this summer yeah i want to do those um, too just shoot the just shoot the hunter class i think it's out to 30 or 40 yards and you mm-hmm. know just basically just take my hunting rig out there with my three pin sight that i just got for christmas put on there and just practice and one thing i've noticed is i'm terrible at gapping pins so like you get a deer at 35 yards you know I've got a 30 yard pin and a 40 yard pin but you got a deer standing at 35 and you got to shoot between the pins and I'm terrible at it. No. I'm absolutely terrible Kentucky at it. Kentucky windage. Yeah. Isn't that what it's called? Something like that. <laughs> and so that's, you know, doing 3D tournaments is going to help you because, you know, you walk up and you're like, well, this one, this target's 34 yards. You don't know because I think it's an unknown distance. And you, yeah. like, you got to judge it first off. And then you're like, okay, it's 34 yards. I got to shoot for 34 yards. And you got to figure out how to gap that just perfectly. Mm. So that's just, well, that's one of my goals. Um, another goal was to shoot a, a Pope and Young. And I know you, you got that for, yeah. down to 20 years. Um, but that's been one of mine for a while. 125, yeah, right? But 125 inch deer with your bow. Um, and so that's, that's which is super possible around here. Oh yeah, it can easily I be think done. That's super possible. I, I could have. I mean, some of the deer I had this year were, were really close yeah. to it. So and they weren't even big. Big that deer. one. That one eight pointer yeah. I think would have been a you So, that's my my deer hunting goals. Otherwise, like with I've realized too doing this podcast, um, my interests have been all like. I have a feeling probably most guys are like me, but I'm a guy where I, I've got a one track mind. And if I get something on my brain, it's on my brain for however long it wants to stay on my brain. And then, so <laughs> when it comes to archery right now, that's where my brain's at. And i literally, like, I can't function throughout the day until I go shoot my bow three rounds. And I'm like, okay, I've got that out of my system. I can you go clean pro- the house now. problem. I know. <laughs> I'm, I can't say nothing. I'm gonna I have a feeling most guys are like me. And so, but one thing I've decided is I used to spread myself so thin in the outdoors because, like, jump from deer hunting to catfishing to crappy mm. fishing to bass fishing to saltwater fishing to turkey hunting and throughout the whole year like i'm trying to get in my three week span of being on something i'm trying to get as good as i can in three weeks and it's made me not like i could be a lot better hunter now if i would have spent more time you know not really focused because i don't want to get to the point where you know it's my sole focus and i'm not focusing on my family or what the real things that matter but just to a point like when it comes to my hobbies stay focused on you know pick I'll pick one or two things that I really enjoy and want to stick with. And that way one, you know, you can only spend so much money as a normal average guy. And Mm -hmm. I don't have money to just throw at all these different hobbies. So if I pick a couple, so that's one thing is to just really pick a pick a couple hobbies that like which one of them's gonna be deer hunting and then and so that's kind of my goals. And that might be (laughs) dumb goals, but that's just where I'm at because that's I've been telling tell you can tell that. Bradley's all over the place i still. <laughs> still my mind always jumps around and there I mean catfishing is going to come around I'm going to go catfishing for the first time you know well second time in the next couple of weeks and my brain's going to want to just instantly flip to just being a, the best catfishman I mean yeah. there's nothing wrong with that but it's only going to last three weeks and then I'm going to be like okay what's next let's try bass <laughs> fishing or and so just trying to really stay focused on you know a couple hobbies so that way one my family life doesn't yeah. it doesn't affect me in my family life because that's one thing that's really has uh, i've struggled with since i've gotten married because back before i was a married man i could literally jump around and just try to yeah. do all this and i could throw money at whatever i wanted to in the moment but now it's like okay well I, i'll kelly will be like well you i thought you were into deer hunting now you're over here trying to catch catfish and i'm yeah. just like it's just my brand and so it's just yeah. trying to just focus down so i have i don't you know Fulfill my time with things that don't matter as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prioritize. Yeah, that's basically
0: it. Prioritize better. Summary of Bradley's goal (laughs) prioritize prioritize his hobbies.
1: (laughs) Not just my hobbies either. Just like sometimes I'll get so caught up in... Say deer hunting or archery that like yeah. my the that's real all thing, that, yeah. yeah I don't even like Kelly will look at me like you just seem so depressed and I'm like I'm just up here all I want to do is shoot my bow and I'm just <laughs> and I can't live like that because yeah. it's it's not the way to live and I just have oh, to yeah. get to that point where family family and God are my top two priorities and then yeah. below that my hobbies can fill out however they want exactly and so that's that's just kind of where I'm at so yeah. long story short I need to prioritize some things and get get my <laughs> my head in the game a little better. <laughs> Sorry for you guys. Right. I just had to listen to all that, <laughs> <laughs> but that's about that's about it's basically all I got for right. for the outdoor goals.
0: So I have I have quite a few wrote down. Um, number one, uh, personal goals is plant f- my food plots and make uh, more habitable. There is one of them words again <laughs> that are getting me uh, for deer on my property, and and learn more on the movement of my deer that that are there um but and learn about the food plots and stuff like that that's one of my goals i really want to learn about yeah. that kind of stuff and and you know and do it and learn from my mistakes and all that stuff as well um also um i want to s- scout better it's something that i lack is because i'm always i'm <laughs> here we go again i'm fishing 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 mm-hmm. and then it's a week before deer season and i'm like oh crap gotta get stand up gotta yeah get i gotta go do all this stuff so i don't even have time to really scout yeah like i should um so i want to scout you know what i'm th- saying you know yeah. what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> so i want to scout more like throughout the whole year before deer yeah. season um and then uh kill pub and young like you said um i also want to kill my first turkey this spring yeah. Ah, so me, when me and Bradley went to my property, when was that? Thursday. Thursday. Yep. And to hunt, <laughs> we got out of the truck and <laughs> like literally shut the door in the truck. I looked up. And I was like, "Look, look at all them turkeys out there!" And there were we could probably see like fifteen, but the way that the land rolls, there's a hill right there, and they were coming. We could only from, see four at first. Is that so, How many? Yeah, we could only see four. Yeah, and <laughs> as the <laughs> the there's a hill right there, and they were like four of them were like. Crested saw four, from around yeah, the hill. Yeah, saw four head bobbing. Yeah. One full
1: body and then, f- and then three heads.
0: So after they seen us, they started walking oh, like out from behind the hill going across the driveway and into the other block of woods. And they just kept coming. Yeah. There was like, like 30 of them. Yeah. And they just kept going. And, you know, I, was, I knew that there was a bunch of turkeys on my property, obviously, because I see them, get pictures of them on my trail camera. But I also had a picture this past year of nine uh, gobblers, like, Long beards. Yeah, long beards, not Jake's. Like nine long beards in one picture. And I've seen several, you know, long beards throughout the year when I've been deer hunting and stuff. So, you know, I got turkeys there, and that's something I've never done is kill a turkey. I've been turkey hunting a few times. Me and you have been a few yeah. times. We, we almost got, We got one. close. Yeah, we did. But that's something I want to, you know, do and learn about because I don't know hardly yeah. nothing about turkey
1: hunting. I
0: don't know jack about turkey hunting. Um. Also, I would like to break my PB bass. It's going uh, to be tough, but I, I mean, I can do it. Gonna... You can do it. I don't even know what my PB
1: bass technically is.
0: No, because you don't have, a, you don't I don't take a, have scale. a scale.
1: That's why it's 10-pound bass. It probably weighed like eight and a half, but still.
0: Well, see, I'm always so terrible at guessing the weight of fish.
1: Definitely when they get big.
0: Like yesterday, that four-pounder that I caught, mm-hmm. I went to show Sh- Chad was out there. And so I went to show him because I was fixing to leave. <clears throat> and so, and he was just right around the corner from me. So I went over there to him because we'd been talking all day, kind of spitting, you know, what was going on and what we were figuring out. Anyways, um, I went over there to show him and I pulled out a live well. And he was like, well, dang, that's a good fish. And I was like, yeah, that was probably like three, three and a half. Throwing a scale, 4.03. <laughs> I was like, heck yeah i'm glad i did put it on the scale yeah. and didn't just because i was fixing to throw it, throw it back and he was like did you weigh it and i was like no nah. he was like it. see how much it is and i was like all right so anyways there we go again cruising off on topic but anyways it's all right i um want to break my pb bass which my pb is 9.17 i caught it last year so i I'm,
1: break double digits
0: i mean that would be really cool um I also want to catch an eight pounder. I've never caught an eight. An eight. Caught several, several sevens. Never caught an eight, and now wow. I have a nine. So I'd like to either go ten or an eight. Either one, I'd be happy with. Especially if it was during a tournament. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> um, I also want to get Berkeley on a deer that we can put on the wall for him. Doesn't have to be anything crazy, mm-hmm. but I want like anything from like a decent basket rack deer. I'm gonna mount it for yeah. him. You know, his first decent deer I'm going to put on the wall for him. So, I want to get him um, a, a wall hanger. And I um, also want to get both my boys on catching bass more. Yeah. You know, go, when they go with me. Because most of the time when they go with me, you know, I am don't get to fish a whole lot. Because I'm Fishing helping them out. and all that stuff. And, that, you know, like I don't care. You know, like it excites me. Yeah. But, you know, Berkeley's caught a few fish on his own with a baitcaster and all that stuff, and that is, I'm always, it blows my mind. I'm always so pumped, but I want to get him better at that, and I also want to get Finley into the baitcaster now because he was fixing to turn four. That sounds really weird, but Berkley was throwing a baitcaster at three, but (laughs) I want to get Finley throwing a baitcaster and get him understanding how to cast and all that stuff so then he can possibly catch one on a baitcaster.
1: know, took Banks fishing the other day. With, my wife just started working night shifts so last week i took off work and i just hung out with banks for all week long and so for the first two days we just hung out around the house would go random places but then i was like all right banks wednesday we're going fishing and he was so excited ish and he was, i don't even think he knew what i was saying but he like he knew what he knows what fishing is and and so he, he got a new fish pole for christmas and i got a new little crappy rod for christmas and so yeah. we got these little uh floaty things because he always tries to cast his rod and just throws it in the water it's it's in the middle of the cast and he just he thinks he's casting but he throws the whole rod in the water so we put some floaters on there well, i took him to my grandparents pond and we just fished with corks and worms yeah. and i threw it out there and i started catching fish and then so he was trying to steal my rod because I was the one catching fish <laughs> and i would give it to him and he would just throw it back and forth he didn't understand the concept. So what i started doing finally was just i cast it out there and then i'd hold the rod in and let him hold the rod too and he would just reel it in the whole time. But he was actually trying to <laughs> yeah. fish. And every once in a while, he caught three fish, reeling them in. He was yeah. reeling it in the bottom that and the fish hit. would bite it as yeah. he was reeling it in. And he was so excited. So I'm I'm hoping that he can just really you know, start, start to it, understand yeah. it a little bit more. Because it was so much fun just doing that for 30 minutes.
0: Oh, yeah. And then uh, as far as a fishing personal goal that I have to have for myself is I want to learn the lakes better which that's a goal that I've had for myself for the past like two years is just going and just learning the lakes better and getting better at the lakes and figuring out where the bass are at certain times and all that stuff so when I go out there I can be like not have to spend as much time trying to figure them out you You know I can be like yeah I need to go here and and do this we can try this exactly you know you know how that deal goes but that's just one of my you know personal goals one.
1: i have another one too on mm-hmm. the fishing front so my i've always been in you know i've gotten into catfishing over a little bit over the last couple of years ever since i got my boat and gotten into i was always been into bass fishing but i've not i've not been as big into bass fishing but one thing i really started have always really enjoyed is saltwater fishing and i want to get into saltwater fishing you know now i'll go down to the beach today at my aunt's house or and sound house and we'll just fish off the dock and you know you'll catch some drum and trout and flounder but I really want to, you know, start taking my boat down there and start figuring out some saltwater fishing yeah. and, like, figuring out what the fish are doing there. Because that's one thing I've never really – I can tell you when they're running in the surf because that's – when I used to live down there, you know, I didn't have boats. So I was just, okay, it's time to start fishing the surf because it's when the drum are supposed to be running. And so you learn stuff like that. But I really want to figure out, you know, where I can go to catch drum and just start figuring out drum and trout fishing. So I want, want to kind of get into more into that just cause, I mean, I've always been into it, but
0: really just – yeah, we need to have Luke on here. Yeah, he'd be a good one. Yeah. he's a He owns his own charter business mm-hmm. and uh, inshore. And me and, which we talked about it on the podcast a little bit, but me and Berkeley and my dad went this past fall and had a blast. We caught... A quite a few fish actually but he'd be a great one yeah he's as
1: smart as can be when it comes to that saltwater fishing he yeah he was living down there when i was living down there and i used to text him all the time what can i do to catch more fish
0: oh yeah well you know that kind of wraps up our our deer season um you know and we just are super blessed to be able to do this and you know be able to share with y'all you know what how we're going through our deer seasons and yeah. everything like that. Um, I know I've been super thankful for being able to do this. I oh, mean, yeah, it's, me too. It's, it's been so much it fun. It has been
1: a lot of fun. And I know this podcast in particular, isn't going to be one where you can be like, okay, what am I going to learn? Yeah. But you can take this. I mean, there's some good, I think some of the stuff we talked about, but next, yeah. next one, or when, when we get with Matt and you know, we hmm. really start breaking down what we're doing with the property. That's going to be a good one. But still, I think just getting out here and laying out your goals and, and what was, what you've, Saw this past season stuff. It's going to help yeah. going into next season. And I, I challenge every single deer hunter out there that's listening to this to sit down and and write down some things that you took away from this season and where you want to grow going exactly. into next season. Because just doing this, writing that down for this year, like what we just did, like made me really think about okay, what do I need to really focus on next year going yes, into that?
0: Absolutely. And you know, I mean, this is the start of 2022 deer season. Mm-hmm. uh You know, doing this right here, you know. I, Another thing that I'm going to be doing in the next couple of weeks is checking my cameras, getting a, a tally on Inventory. what bu- yeah, yeah, on what bucks made it and stuff like that and and how my habitat's doing. Yeah. And and stuff like that. So, you know, the that's one thing I really learned though is January 1st is our last day. So, January 2nd the next deer season starts. Yeah. And I've already been thinking about next deer season before the last day, yeah. but
1: I've been thinking about it since I killed my buck this year. I'm <laughs> like, all right, I'm ready for next year. Let's get the show on the road. I'm ready to start doing a whole bunch of things. Definitely since we talked to Matt at that last podcast, I'm like, okay, there's a lot of stuff I probably can do in my woods. Let's make let's make some changes and try and try and make it better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, today's Jesus time, you know, and for everybody, you know, Happy New Year. I hope everybody had a great Christmas and all that. But today's Jesus time is is talking about. New Year's and not necessarily becoming a new believer, but if you are a new believer, this pertains to you. But also in, you know, picking up your relationship with God, even like myself and, and you, oh, and, yeah. you know, you don't have to be a new believer for this to apply to you. Um, You know, so yesterday when I was on the boat, I was really, you know, thinking, talking with God and all that stuff. And I was thinking, you know, it's January 1st, it's New Year. And on Facebook, all you're seeing, everybody's New Year's resolutions, all that stuff. And I heard a, a actually seen a Facebook post that said this. Um, If you're going to, it said, I see all these New Year's resolutions, but are you really going to change your lifestyle and your habits to achieve these? You know, I mean, think about it. If you, if your New Year's resolution is to, Get more in fit or lose weight or whatever it is. If you keep doing the same exact thing you're doing, it won't happen. it's not gonna <laughs> happen. And the same thing applies for your relationship uh, with God, you know. And it, or if you're a new a new Christian, so when you accept Christ as you know as your savior and accept Him into your heart, you you're reborn. Mm-hmm. A, you're new. You're a new person. Not physically, but spiritually. Yeah. And so you've got to change your lifestyle. And it's not even that you got to. You're going to want to. Yeah, That's you, probably better, doesn't yeah.
1: it? Yeah. When you start digging in and when you become a believer. So, like, when I became a believer, um, and I'm not going to say, like, the 12-year-old 12, 12 or six-year-old, when I was six years old is when I walked down the aisle. But when I truly understood what being a believer was and having a relationship with God was, all I wanted to do was just dig into Jesus and just, you know, learn as much as I could and just, and it starts to fade over time. Mm -hmm. But that's the way you make that change. The way you become that new person is by really just getting close to God and letting God change you from the inside out. Um, And it just, it happens naturally.
0: Yeah, And, you know, like you're going to, you're going to want to, uh, it's so hard to, to say this without it being like what you should and shouldn't do, but you're going to want to stop doing things that are going to make you you're feel... You're going to want
1: to stop sinning. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And when you do sin, you're going to feel the uh, the guilt, Yeah. which is the Holy Spirit coming on you. And when you accept Christ, that's when the Holy Spirit enters your body. All right. And so the verse I have to go along with today is Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Yeah.
1: So it, the, like we were saying, it's a, you're going to want to change. Um, but here, right here you have to put on your new self um, that there's still an, an action that has to take place that we have to do. Um, and that is, you know, my verse kind of goes right from that, which mine um, says mine's Luke nine twenty three, And it says, then he said to them, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So it's a daily action of taking up your cross and saying i'm putting my desires my selfish desires my sinful desires my fleshly desires down and i'm picking up i'm taking up this cross and i'm following jesus through it no matter what and when you decide to do that um and you you know you you start to follow jesus that way i mean you get to that point where you're just like it's an it gets easier at first it's really hard to say no to your flesh um but once you start doing it and you start picking jesus over your flesh one life is going to be way much better and you'll realize that like it's it's way better than you could have done it yourself. But then you start following Jesus, and it's just like, okay, I want to change. I want to be this new creation. I want to be this this Holy Spirit. You know, this. I want to have the Holy Spirit leading me, um, and that's that's what it's about. And I think that's a New Year's resolution. That's kind of where my priority thing, my goals is. That's it goes along right along with that um, because my priorities through like I got to a point in deer season where all I was focusing on was trying to kill this big buck, and it started to hurt my family life or it started to hurt you know my desire to want to do whatever else in life that was important Mm -hmm. whether it be playing guitar church or whatever but when you and so my my goal this year was you know my goal was to prioritize my hobbies um and not let them take that place and become that idol and just put my selfish desires behind me and there's nothing wrong with wanting to deer hunt nothing wrong with wanting to shoot bow or, or fish um but when it starts to impede on your relationship with Jesus and your relationship with your family, that's where you have to really sit back and be okay, this is where I need to make a change. And that's where you have to, you know, put that down, put that behind, put that second or third or fourth or wherever it belongs in the list.
0: Yeah. And the other thing is, is like even not a new Christian, but you know, even if you've been a Christian for 10 years, 20 years, however long you're going to fall, you're going to stumble, you're going to start to slide back away from God. and, that's when you've got to realize, all right, I've got to make a change. It's it's time yeah. to make a change. It's uh whether it's a lifestyle, habits, habit changes, stuff like that. It's just it's the same thing as like deer hunting, what I learned this year. Okay, it's not working. What I'm doing. Yeah. I need to change. The one to could- one no.
1: good thing about a relationship with Jesus is no matter how far you get away from him, you can always make that one eighty turn and come right back to where you left off. yeah he will I always mean, be and there. That's, the story of the prodigal son always comes to mind, and that, and you know, you, I hear it preached all the time that like no matter how far you've gone, you know, it all it takes is you to turn back around and say, "All right, God, I'm tired of trying to do this on my own again. I'm gonna pick up my cross and I'm gonna follow you." and I had that first posted on my toolbox at work when I worked at the boat shop yeah. and looked at it every day because it's it's a battle every single day to, you know, to want, I mean, your fleshly desires are always going to want to just take lead and you're going to want to just do those. Um, so it's always going to be a, a battle within yourself of putting that those down and picking up your cross and just saying, all right, I'm following you, Jesus. You lead me today.
0: Yeah, and, you know, and God doesn't want life on earth to be hard. That's where a lot of people's, Uh, epiphany of Mm -hmm. a christian is that it's hard well it's hard and it's you can't have fun and you can't do this and it's just you have to go through this stressful you know step-by-step way until you get to heaven when that's not right when god wants it to be like heaven on earth oh yeah and when and you can't see that or feel that until you grow close to God. Yeah. That's when it starts to become like that. Your stresses start to go away because when something stressful comes into your life, you give it to God. Yeah. And, you, and your worry is gone.
1: Exactly. That's, like you said, that's the, everybody looks at a Christian and be like, well, that's just no fun. I'm not going to do that. I want to drink and party and do all this. Yeah. And, um, that's, I can tell you right now, life is a lot more fun when you let the Holy Spirit lead. I mean, definitely, like me and you as outdoorsmen, God instilled that in us. Mm. I one hundred percent believe that God made us outdoorsmen. He gave us those desires, and and I think He gave us those desires to do things like this. Um, exactly. Yes. And And it makes it so much better. And so there's nothing wrong with wanting to, you know, hunt or fish or, you know, anything like that. But when it starts impeding your relationship or it starts getting in the way of your relationship. With Jesus, which is which is the struggle I always have, definitely with my one track mind. Like I mm-hmm. said earlier, I can get on one thing, and like when I'm get on bows or hunting, like I watch YouTube YouTube video after YouTube video, listen to podcast after podcast, and I start to feel myself. You know, oh, I didn't get up and read my Bible this morning. I didn't spend not even just that. I didn't spend any time with God this morning. I literally got up and started listening to a podcast about tuning my bow. And you know, the first couple of times it doesn't bother me, but then I start to realize three or four or five days after not spending time with jesus you know my wife starts looking at me like what is going on with you why are you why are you lashing mm-hmm. out over random things and it's just it's just because when i'm close to jesus life is so much better my relationship with my wife is better you know it's just fun and there's still always time to go out and shoot my butt okay. but it's just it's not the the pure focus of what life is about
0: yeah and with all that being said you know i would like for you know everyone to push this year to to try and and grow closer to God, you know, even if you feel like you you are sitting next to him, you know, sit on his lap. You can always get closer. (laughs) (laughs) Sit on his lap, (laughs) you know, um, you know, change just a couple of things in your lifestyle and some habits, Uh, you know, read, read your Bible more, pray more Uh, being as, I mean, this goes into even just loving others, Yeah, you know just your actions Mm -hmm. your everyday you know life just do things that glorify him and that in turn is actually growing your relationship with him um so that's that's just what i wanted to kind
1: of one thing i think you should take away from what you said was you can't make a change by doing the exact same thing exactly um I had this quote post when I was working at the cabinet shop. I had a, This is one thing I do a lot. I post quotes or verses all around me, um, which I, I don't do it as much now because I drive in my truck, which I probably need to just start posting them all <laughs> in my truck because it's one thing that keeps me my mind straight because I'll be going through my life and I'll just be like, something's going whack, and all of a sudden I'll look over at my toolbox and I'll see Luke 9, 23, and I'll be like, okay, I remember, God. I remember. I remember when, But one verse, well, it wasn't a verse. It was a quote from a, a lady that she would, I think she had preached at our church or she was telling her testimony at our church. Um, and it said, you you can't change a world in which you resemble. Um, and so it's not kind of the same concept. Like if you're trying to make a change, you can't, Change it by doing the same thing. Same thing. Like if you're trying to change the world, you're not going to change the world by looking like the world. You're going to yep. change the world by being different. Yep. Um. And and that being a Christian, you're going to look a lot different than the world. I can tell you that right now. Definitely Absolutely. where the world's going. <laughs> yeah. Um. And at my goal as a Christian is I want to change the world. I want to grow. I want to get people to Jesus because when you find Jesus, I mean you you find it all. I mean it's a it's a treasure.
0: And so that's just or something that Brian said today. You know when. You know, when you start to pull away from God, that's when things start negative things, oh, yeah. more or less, start happening. And it's not God; it's not God punishing you. It's the devil getting into yeah. your life and 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 having a party. The devil's that's, goal
1: is to steal, kill, and destroy. And exactly. when you get
0: when you let a lot of
1: space get between you and God, it just opens the door for him to come in and steal, kill, and destroy exactly. everything in your life.
0: And like what he was saying is what's going on in the world today. Think about yeah. it, because God is. People are pushing God farther and farther out, and the devil's just coming right in. Coming right in. Not that when
1: you're close to God, everything's going to go right and all the hunky dory. Um, But in in those moments when you're close to God, and and the devil's still trying to kill, still and destroy, you're going to be like, God, what's going on here? Yeah. And you're going to be able to just, you know, trust Him and and put all that worry on Him. And that's exactly what it's about.
0: Well, I hope y'all got something out of that. Um, I guess Bradley, you want to. Yeah,
1: close close out of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this time that we got to sit down and just chit-chat about this past season and, and what we're looking forward into next season, God. I just pray that you just um, take all the listeners that are listening to this, God, and just put in their heart um, a draw, just draw them closer to you, God. I, I just pray that they just sit down and they just... Um, Write out some changes that they can make, God, to grow closer to you, just like I'm going to do when we get done here, God. I'm just going to write out some things that I can do to make to get closer to you, God. But I just pray that you just take this podcast and just take it to everyone that needs to hear it, God. I just pray that you use it in, in your way, God. And we are just praying that you're going to do what you want with this podcast. We just love you, and we thank you, and we just thank you for this platform that you've given us. And uh, we just ask you to just bless us and bless everybody that's listening. In your powerful name I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, um, y'all be on the lookout in the next coming weeks for podcast with Matt. Um, it'll be very informational on what you should probably should
1: be doing right now.
0: Yeah. Be doing now that deer season's over, at least for us. I know there, there's a lot of States that are still, um, have deer season going on, but a lot of people also are coming to the end of their deer season. So this will just be stuff that you'll be able to, you know, learn about what, what to start doing, you know, for next year. And all that but
1: um get with us on social media it's about if, what you might want us to cover this yeah. spring and summer because i can tell you right now we're gonna we're gonna need some topic ideas probably going into this we got eight months of no deer season oh yeah
0: and which we're gonna do more more deer stuff throughout this but we're also gonna do some fishing and hopefully some turkey hunting and yeah. stuff like that we're gonna have people on we got some more people that we want to bring on to the show and stuff like that but we'd love to hear like what you guys want to hear about and yeah and stuff and sure and if we can't if we don't know nothing about we'll it we'll find somebody that does exactly and i will
1: tell you that recipe that matt gave on that last episode i tried it and it was dang good so yeah. if you guys haven't tried it you need to go back and listen to
0: that <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um so kudos to matt on yeah, that it was good but um anyways We'll holler at you next time.